Welcome to this edition of the God is Your Life broadcast. This is Reverend Mark Slay inviting you to join me for the next few minutes as we get into the Word of God. Deuteronomy 30:20 tells us to love the Lord your God, obey His voice, and to hold tight to Him. For this is your life. I'll be back in a few minutes, but for now, let's listen as I teach from the Word. And he answered and said, it is written. Jesus read the same Old Testament you did. He believed the same Old Testament you do. You know what he quotes there? Deuteronomy 8.3. He said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So he just said that Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 3 was the word of God. Well, I thought that was written by Moses. Didn't matter. Still the word of God. Then the devil took him into the holy city and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple. And he said to him, if you're the son of God, well, then throw yourself down for it's written. So Satan quotes scripture too. You know, when Satan comes to you and quotes a scripture to you that's not right, because he'll twist scripture, you have to, also, you have to be able to say, yes, yeah, Satan, but it is also written this. Because if you just take one isolated scripture, which people do, that's how they push their doctrines. You know, if you could never twist Scripture, then we'd never have any error, but we do. But you have to be able to know fully what the Scriptures say to get a clear picture. And so when Satan says, throw yourself off of this building because it's written in Psalm 91, and that's what Satan is quoting there, Psalm 91. He said, it's written in Psalm 91 that God will give his angels charge concerning you, so go ahead and throw yourself off here, Jesus. Let's just see. And Jesus said, ah, he said, but it's also written that you don't put the Lord your God to the proof. You don't just do something just to see if it'll work. Sometimes you have to know where Satan's trying to trick you. And you have to know what scriptures apply to you at what time in your life. Well, verse 8, the devil took him and showed him, took him to a very high mountain, showed him the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to them, all these things will I give you if you fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, go, Satan, it's written. And he quotes Deuteronomy 6 again. Notice he just said over and over in all three temptations, it's written, it's written, it's written, it's written. Do you see why it's impossible to claim you're a Christian and not believe the word? Matthew chapter 21, another interesting one. Jesus quotes from the Psalms again. You will see Jesus all through the Psalms. If I took you through some of the scriptures and the Psalms particularly that showed you Jesus, some of them you'd see him, some of them you wouldn't. I see him. But sometimes when people aren't accustomed to the scriptures, like Tiffany was telling me the other day that she, uh, she said she was reading over in the book of Revelations and it talks about a lamb, a slain lamb before the throne of God. And she said she got this mental picture of this bloody lamb laying there before the throne of Almighty God. I said, Tiffany, that's Jesus. He's just using a picture to illustrate the slain lamb of God. That's all that represents. There wasn't literally a bloody lamb before the throne of God. You get what I'm saying? Over and over, if you can't spiritually discern what Jesus is saying, you'll be lost. You'll be lost. That's why when he said, if, you, if he who believes in me will never see death, well, they instantly thought, you're trying to tell me I will never physically die. They didn't get it. See, they just couldn't get it. Abstract thinking was just too hard for them. Well, Matthew's Gospel, the 21st chapter, the 42nd and the 43rd verse. Jesus said to them, did you never read in the scriptures? 
He's answering a question, making a point. So he quotes Psalm 118, verse 22. The stone that the builders rejected became the chief cornerstone. And this came about from the Lord, and it's marvelous in our sight. Do you know who that's talking about there when Jesus quoted Psalm 118 there? The stone that the builders rejected became the very cornerstone? Talking about himself. That was prophesied in the Psalms long ago that Jesus would be rejected. The stone that the builders rejected was the very cornerstone of the house of God. And they rejected it. Now notice he said, did you never read in the scriptures? Over and over, Jesus took his unbelieving crowd back to the word. Back to the word. What does the word say? What does the word say? Everything that you're faced with in life, folks, you ought to say, what does the word say? What does the word say about this? Should I live with this woman or this female when I'm not married to her? Go back to the word. What does the word teach? What does the word teach? Should I marry somebody who doesn't care about God? What does the word teach? Go back to the word. What does the word say? Everything. Now, there's some things you can't go back to the Word and find a particular Scripture of. You cannot find a particular Scripture to tell you whether you should work at DuPont or whether you should work at Ralston Purina, Union Electric. You can't find a Scripture, but see, that's why you need the Holy Spirit to lead you. Because in those cases, that is the only way you'll know. Because a job can look glittery on the outside, but everything that glitters ain't gold. Anything's like that. You know by the Spirit. You can never get away from being led by the Spirit. Romans 8.14 says, As many as are led by the Holy Spirit are the real children of God. Well, somebody said, How do I know whether it's the voice of the Spirit or not? Well, we'll get to that one day, not today. So notice Jesus. Now the 22nd chapter, he quoted Psalms there, 118. 22nd chapter, he quotes Exodus again. This is a very important scripture. Don't miss this. The Sadducees, I can't read the whole thing. I, can't, I could start with the 29th verse, but let me tell you what happened. The Sadducees came to Jesus. The Sadducees were a religious group that read the same Old Testament Jesus did. There were two main groups. If you read your scriptures, you'll find out that existed at the time of Jesus. Two main religious groups or denominations. They were the Pharisees and they were the Sadducees. And each of them read from the same Old Testament, but they both had different interpretations on different parts of that Old Testament. Same thing today. Well, Jesus begins to show that in this case, he condemned the Pharisees completely in many places, in every place, really. You see that along the line, he would condemn the Pharisees. But in this case, he begins to show that the Sadducees were the ones that were wrong in their interpretation of Scripture. The Sadducees did not believe that there was a resurrection. In other words, life is life, and there is no resurrection, and there are no angels. And Jesus begins to correct them. And you know what he does? He took them back to the Word. And he said, the Word itself, if you would pay attention to it, tells you that there is a resurrection. That people, when they're dead, are not dead. They're just changed locations. We bury their physical body, but they don't, they're going someplace. Look at these verses with me. I'll start with that 29th verse there. Jesus answered and said to them, you're mistaken. Not understanding the scriptures and boy boy do we have that problem everywhere nor the power of God for in the resurrection they don't marry but they're like the angels of heaven now some people think well we sprout wings when we're in heaven no that's not what he's saying see this is where wrong interpretation of scriptures don't add to it he didn't say that he didn't say that we'll sprout wings he just simply said angels don't get married 
neither will you in heaven. It doesn't mean, you know, you can't be with the woman that you were here on earth. Pastor Rob and I, we already got it worked out for all eternity. She and I are going to be living in the same house, walking arm in arm through the gates of heaven. It's absolutely the truth. We're going to, I plan on spending time with her. You know, I'm thinking of a one guy who was a medical doctor. God called him to be a, uh, be a missionary to Africa. And uh, so he went. And he said the Lord took him up to heaven one day. And he said, he said, you know, I saw different people up there. He said, you know what I saw? He said, I saw Abraham and Sarah hand in hand. Well, it doesn't mean they, had, they got married in heaven or that their marriage was even binding. But it doesn't mean they didn't care for each other even up in heaven. So you don't lose your physical senses. Or your, I say your physical senses. You're going to have a new body when Jesus comes. He'll transform your physical body and take on a new one. But you don't lose your senses. You're going to be just as much you when you're in heaven. You'll be able to remember everything that happened to you down here on the earth. Everybody that's in hell remembers every opportunity they had to change. Notice we just read that in Luke 16. Everybody, the guy down there was concerned about his brothers up on the earth. Now, he can't do anything about it or get to them. But, you know, he didn't lose his senses. They were all intact. He could remember that he had brothers up on the earth. He could remember what they were doing. He could remember how important it was that somebody get to him so that they didn't have to come where he was. And let me say something else, too, while I'm at it. Do you know that concern is not necessarily godly love? Did you know that fellow was concerned about his brothers up there on earth, but he was still in hell? You know, it takes a lot more to be pleasing to God than a lot of people think it does. Well, if I just love my family. No, it takes a lot more than that. Thank God for loving your family. You're supposed to. But if, you th if that's what you think is going to get you, it won't. It won't. I promise you. Now, it takes a lot more than people realize to get to heaven. And that's one thing I'll never back down from. Because that's one thing you're never going to say to Jesus when you stand before him is that I never told you. Well, notice what he said there. He said, you're mistaken. You don't understand the scriptures. He said, they don't marry in heaven. But verse 31, he says, but regarding the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was spoken to you by God? And he quotes Exodus. Couldn't be any more explicit than that, could it? Spoken to you by God. Well, I thought Moses wrote it. Not according to Jesus. He wrote it. But God's the one that's doing the talking. And he quotes Exodus there. And you know what he said? He says, at the burning bush, God appeared to Moses and he said, I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And you'll know that Moses came about 400 years after those people lived. Look what he says. He's not the God of the dead, but of the living. Do you know what he's saying there? He's saying that the, at the burning bush, God was trying to show you as he spoke to Moses, and he said, Moses, I'm the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They're not dead. They're with me. And Jesus said, if you had properly read the Old Testament scriptures, you Sadducees, and got out of it, what God wanted you to get out of it, you would have seen that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are not dead at all, that they're very much alive and they're with God. He said, you're greatly mistaken. There is a resurrection. Well, I don't have time to get into some of the others I will look at next time, next week. I hope you come back and...
learn because there's a lot here to learn. I don't have time to cover it all today. But I'm going to give everybody an opportunity. If you don't know Jesus Christ or maybe you've never personally made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. And all I'm asking you to do is exactly what I did years ago, and that is to believe the Scriptures. If you believe the Scriptures, see, salvation doesn't just fall on you like cherries off of a tree when they're ripe. It happens as an act of your own will. You've got to, on purpose, give your life to Jesus. And maybe you've been a church member. Maybe you never heard any of these things. But everything I said to you today is truth. And if you're going to accept the Messiah and you want to accept your means of salvation and your means of ticket to heaven, you can't get there any way except through Jesus. Not possible. Jesus is God's plan for redemption for man. And if you reject that, then you rejected your salvation. It's that simple. I wish it could be some other way, but it's not. Just to I hope you enjoyed today's message. The title of the message is, Is the Bible Really the Words of God? If you'd like a copy, you can look us up on the web at mrcstl.org or markslay.org. That's M-A-R-K-S-L-A-Y.org. Or you can call our office at 314-965-8488. 314-965-8488. Until next time, this is Reverend Mark Slay reminding you, that God is your life. To trust.